Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the More Money, No Problems podcast. I am Liz Monson, and with me today is Lisa Monson. Good morning. She's also known as my mother and happens to be a recently retired, long time, I would say, executive vice president for a credit union. Today, to start off, we're going to be talking a little bit about budgeting and also about how to start off one's personal financial life, which sounds maybe a little bit dry and kind of a bummer, but is something I don't know very much about and something I suspect many people don't know very much about. So we're going to try to make it as painless as possible and fun and informative. But before we get started... I want to add that we are not professional financial advisors, and this podcast is strictly our opinion. Anytime you're going to make a major financial decision, you should talk to a financial professional first. Okay, so I guess the first question is, does a person really need a bank account? Can you just keep your money in small bills in a can under your bed? You need a bank account. When cash is sitting around, it's just too easy to spend it, to lose it, to have it stolen. And when it's in that tin, it loses value over time. Okay, well, fine. But what kind of bank account should I get? Because I am your child, I've heard a lot about credit unions over the years. So, like, I would probably just go to a credit union. But why should I do that? Is Should I go to a bank? Should I go to a credit union? I'd look at the credit union. The difference between the credit union and the bank is that at a credit union, you're a member, and at a bank, you're a customer. As a member, you're a part owner, and so I think it's more likely that the credit union is going to look after your best interests and help you if you have any problems. I assume all credit unions aren't just like gold stars of membership. So what should I look for when I'm going to open an account? Well, since a checking account is probably what you'll use the most, I'd look for a credit union that is convenient and has a good free checking account, which means no monthly fee and no check writing fee. And you want a checking account that includes all the basic extras. So that would mean a convenient ATM network, a good website, including a good mobile site, bill pay service, preferably mobile bill pay, and mobile check deposit. And ideally, all those extras would also be free. Don't worry if you're not familiar with all the extras now. We can talk about that later. So when I go in, I can just like ask the teller, are, do you have these things and are they free? Exactly. And they should say yes. And if they say no, I should just go someplace else. Yep. If the first one doesn't have everything, I'd look elsewhere. If you can't find a credit union that meets all the criteria, then you're going to have to compare to determine where you can get the best deal. Okay. Well, what kind of accounts do I need to open? You mentioned a checking account. To start out with, I'd get a checking account and a savings account. So when I go in to set up a bank account, they're going to give me some paperwork, I assume. And I know one thing that I hear a lot about is overdraft fees. I hear a lot about them because they constantly are telling me that I have them. And also other people are having them. And it's especially upsetting because you overdraft because you don't have money in your account. And their response to that is, give us money because now we know that you absolutely don't have any. So explain overdraft fees and how you can avoid them besides the obvious don't spend money you don't have because that doesn't seem to work well. You need to be sure that you don't sign up for overdraft protection. Well, but what is overdraft protection? 
That means that if you write a check or you use your debit card somewhere and you don't have enough money to pay for what you want to buy, the bank will lend you the money or they will transfer it from your savings account. So is that lending or the transfer from the savings account what they're charging you for? Yes, exactly. Each time they lend you the money for something you can't pay for, they charge you a fee. And that is the overdraft fee? That's the overdraft fee. So what happens if you don't have the overdraft protection? They will just deny the transaction, which can be embarrassing, but... Won't charge a fee. Correct. Well, what happens if I already have my account set up and they hid this information in the sign-up paperwork somewhere and I must have approved it because I'm getting overdraft fees? How do I take it back? What you do is just call the credit union or the bank, say, I have this fee, I must have signed some paperwork, I now want to not have this service anymore. And the name of the service is? It's got a lot of different names, but generally it's called something like overdraft protection or overdraft privilege. Okay, well, let's talk about bounce checks, because while that seems like something that's very clear, I have found it confusing in the past. So let me just give you a little scenario. So my friend gives me, well, not my friend, because a friend would never do this. So just someone, some random person like John Doe gives me a check and I deposit the check and I see the check has deposited because the money is in my account and my account has gotten bigger. And so I go out later and I buy myself a lot of fancy things and use that money and maybe then some. And then a couple days later, I notice that my account balance has gotten very small and there are maybe some angry messages there. What happened? Well, what happened was when you deposited that check, the bank didn't actually put John Doe's money in your account. The bank put its own money in your account. They didn't have John's money yet. But why, why would they do that? Well, they did that because when you deposited that check, you were guaranteeing that that money was good. But they didn't ask me if the money was good. And John Doe signed the check. He guaranteed that the money was good. That's right. But this is a little tricky banking thing. The bank doesn't know John Doe. They only know you. So they're relying on you to say that John Doe's check is good. So they fronted me the money, basically, is what you're saying. That's what they did. And I went out and spent it. And then John Doe's check bounced because he didn't have that much money. And then the bank wanted their money back, but I had already spent it. So they got angry. That's exactly right. So then they want the money back, and then they probably want some fees because I probably overdrafted my account because of this. How would I avoid this? Should I cash the check first and then deposit the money? That seems like it'd be a good plan, but the only way you could successfully do that is if you go to John Doe's bank to cash the check. And let me tell you, they will charge you to cash a check, even if it is their check. I know. I, they will I do that. It's messy and so, frustrating. So what should you do? Because realistically, I'm not going to just constantly check my account every like few days to see if the check actually went through. Right. I guess there's a couple things. You could just know that you can't spend that check for, I would say, to be safe 10 days. Or you can say, I can't accept checks except from people that I really trust. So I should just ask everyone for cash. Because 10 days is kind of unreasonable. Like, why even bother at that point? I agree. (sighs) So there seems to be another time when there is money in your account that is not actually in your account. 
And it happens sometimes when you use a debit card? Correct. What is happening there? So what's happening is when you use the debit card, and it's say you go to the grocery store and you charge $10, sometimes that $10 gets taken out of your account right away, and sometimes it doesn't. How long can it take to come out of your account? It really depends on the financial institution. One thing I can tell you for sure, though, is if when you use the debit card, you put in your PIN number, it will come out right away. And if you sign a receipt for it, it will be delayed one, two, three days on average, I would say. So that seems like the difference between running your debit card as a debit card and running your debit card as a credit card. Exactly. When you sign, that's when you're running it as a credit card and, and there's a delay. when there's going to be a delay. Is there any way when you're looking at your account online to see the money that you have spent but hasn't gone through yet? Yes. In most online financial institution websites, there's a place that you can go and it's usually called debit card holds or it's called available balance or unavailable balance, something like that. You may have to call the institution to find out where it is. Sometimes they don't make it very prominent. I know on mine, um, when I look, there's like one column that has the amount in the account, but then there's also another column that says amount available. And sometimes that number is different than the amount that's in the account. And there's like a $10 discrepancy because sometimes that's how much you have to have in the account just to keep the account existing. But then sometimes there's a bigger difference. And I assume that that difference is the amount that is on hold waiting to go through. And so the amount available is how much is actually in the account. The amount available is how much you can actually use. Yeah. It's how much will be in the account when all the money you've spent goes through. Correct. So that's how debit cards work. But, and we already talked a little bit about checks, but checks also work like this where if I write a check to someone and I give it to them and they deposit it, it's just like it would be if I were depositing it where I give it to my friend, they deposit it, their banking institution or financial institution fronts the money and then they take it out of my account. So even if my friend says they deposited it, the money hasn't actually been taking it been taken out of my account yet. Correct. How long does it normally take for that money to be taken out of my account? And will that discrepancy show up in my available balance column? It usually takes maybe two or three days and it will not show up in your available balance because the bank doesn't know anything about you having written that check. So that's the tricky part. You have to remember that that money isn't really there. So is this why people balance their checkbooks still? Because it's like, because it hasn't happened yet. It's like they see the future of what's going to happen in their account because of these checks and debit charges. But the bank doesn't know about those yet, and so they keep track of it, and that's how much they actually have. That's exactly right. Okay, so earlier when you were telling me about all of the qualities a financial institution should have. You mentioned bill pay. What is bill pay? Bill pay is just a way to pay your bills electronically so that you don't have to write a check or take cash to someone. Okay. Well, it's kind of hard for me to think of questions about bill pay because I don't really understand bill pay. 
What are the kind of things I guess you could use bill pay for? Well, your dad and I use bill pay to pay our auto insurance, to pay our cell phone, to pay our electricity bill. So maybe I could use it to pay my rent? Maybe. Well, what does it depend on? Oh, well, it depends on what kind of bill pay service you have. If you can pay individuals, if you can pay companies, who you pay your rent to. So is this a way that I wouldn't need to buy checks? Exactly. So bill pay should be free, I believe is what you said. Yes. So it would save me money on checks or on money orders. Exactly. Can I set it up to do it automatically? Most bill pay systems, yes. What if the amount of the bill changes a little bit every month? Like my electricity bill is normally in a predictable range, but is not always the exact same amount. You can set up the bill pay so that each month you just put in exactly how much you want to pay someone. So each month I do have to go in and say how much once I get my bill? You do if it's a situation where your bill varies every month. Okay. So to set up the transfer, what information do I need to have? Okay. Let's say you want to pay your auto insurance bill. You need the name of your auto insurance company. You probably will need their address and it'll be the address where they accept their bills, and you'll need your account number at the auto insurance company. Generally, this stuff will all be on your bill. So is this the same as if I were to go to my auto insurance like webpage and set up automatic payments there? Is that the same thing as bill pay? Where, does, where do you do bill pay? You can do bill pay two different ways. The way you just described, where you go, say, to the auto insurance company website. And that's also called bill pay. Some people also call that bill pay, yes. So it gets confusing. The second way you can do it is go to your financial institution website, and they'll have a section on the website they call bill pay. The advantage of using the financial institution website is that you can see all of your bills in one place. And by that, I mean you can see all the times you paid the cell phone bill, the mortgage bill if you have one, and they're all in one nice screen on the page for you. So is bill pay something I could do if, say, I still used my parents' family plan for my cell phone and I needed to send them a check every month. Can I set up bill pay to an individual or can it only be to a company? It depends on which bill pay you're using. Most places now will allow you to send a bill pay to an individual, but it's not quite as common. So what information would I need to send money to an individual? Well, you'd obviously their name. You need to know their bank account number. It's called a routing and transit number and the bank or credit union can give it to you. And you need to know their personal account number at that financial institution. All right. I went to a really great credit union. I opened a free checking and basic savings account. And I put all my money in it. But now my money's gone. I don't understand. Well, kiddo, the problem is you got to learn to keep track of the money and where it goes. But I feel like all I did was pay rent and like maybe I went out to eat, but I don't know, and I paid utilities and it just disappears so quickly. It seems like why should I even deposit it? The reason to deposit is because then you can look back and see where you spent it and then you'll know why it went so quickly. All right, well, so what are some of the things that you've seen people spend their money on that makes that happen? Like the common things that people do 
that mean when they look at their bank account, there's no money there? Well, there's a couple of common things I notice. The first one is that people don't always realize, I think, the impact that smaller expenses might be having on their bank account. For example, you get a latte on the way to work, and with a tip, it's only four bucks. So you don't think it really matters. But say you do this most workdays, and sometimes on the weekend, now you might be looking at 80 or 90 bucks a month. And that starts to get significant for something you thought really didn't matter. Another thing I notice is that sometimes people get a disconnect between the income they have and the kind of lifestyle it'll pay for. And I think what happens is that people look around them and see what others are doing, like their friends and their parents and even celebrities in the news, and then they just proceed with spending without actually calculating what their own income will pay for. All of this empty bank account talk reminds me of one more thing I want to mention related to looking for a place to open a checking account. You might want to look at a financial services company called Simple in addition to looking at credit unions. Simple's checking account has a feature called Safe to Spend, which looks like it could be a good tool to help you monitor your bank account balance. In addition, Simple also has a great mobile user interface. Yes, and they also have some very nice budgeting features that we can talk about when we talk about budgeting. That's all for today. Until next time, this was More Money, No Problems. If you have any questions about today's episode, or you would like to make a suggestion for a future episode, please contact us through our website, moremoneynoproblems.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening.